Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess. Today's guest is Bob Smith. He won the Woody Flowers Award, which he will explain in a second. He's the president of Illini Robotics. Good afternoon, Bob. Good afternoon. Let's talk about Control Z. So one of your teammates wrote a 3,000-word essay nominating you for the Woody Flowers Award, which, again, you will explain in a minute. Tell me a little bit about this group. Control-Z is a local high school-aged robotics team. Uh, there's about 35 kids on the team, 40% are girls, and we have team members from, I think it's eight different area high schools, so it's really a, a community-based team. They build robots in six weeks, and then they continue to work on a practice robot for several more weeks, and they go to different competitions. So they are one of the teams that you oversee, or as president of Illini Robotics, what is your relationship to these teams? As president of Illini Robotics, our main function is to run some of the local robotics events in town. But I also am one of the assistant coaches for uh, the high school team Control Z. So we have a head coach, a couple of assistant coaches, and half a dozen college-age mentors and adult mentors that, that work with the team in, in building their robots. Let's talk about Con- Control-Z. Founded in 2011, they call themselves a community team of high school students dedicated to spreading awareness of STEM opportunities across Champaign-Urbana and beyond. What age group and what types of kids comprise this group? I'm guessing they're pretty motivated. Most of them are very highly motivated. The kids on the team range from eighth grade up through high school. 40% of the team is girls. So there's about 40, t- 40 total team members on the team. And we come from eight different high schools in the area, and along with a couple of homeschooled kids. So it's a pretty diverse group of people on the team. Okay, let's back up for a second. When did you personally first decide robotics is my thing? So I decided robotics was my thing in 2006 when a teacher named Zani Newman at my daughter's elementary school voluntold me that we should be doing robotics in, in school. So we started a couple of first Lego League teams at Stratton Elementary School back in 2006, and it kind of has mushroomed since then. For those of us not familiar with robotics, what exactly does that mean? Robotics are, at at the younger ages, between fourth and seventh grade, they build robots using Lego Mindstorms kits. They're programmable, and each year there's a different task in First Lego League that the robots have to complete in order to score points. And with First Lego League, there's a robot component, which everybody loves because you can actually see what they're doing. They have to present to judges on their robot design, talking about the different features of the design, what sensors they used, what strategy they used in accomplishing the different missions. There's also a theme-based project that they have to do, and that's kind of where the additional part of the STEM comes in because each year there's a different theme. This year the theme was on space. Different aspects of space travel that, that astronauts could face and come up with solutions to that. And sponsors. I noticed that you also have sponsors. Who's responsible for getting those? When the team was started back in 2011, the main sponsor was J.C. Penney Foundation through 4-H. And because we're in Champaign-Urbana and Caterpillar Corporation sponsors a lot of FIRST Robotics teams, they came in as a... a co-sponsor, and now they're, they're the primary team sponsor. So there are other sponsors that sponsor different teams nationally and locally. Yes, and then there's a lot of teams that just struggle and try to find smaller sponsors. Now, we also have Monsanto Fund, so the team will write grants, grant applications. We have a, a grant from Monsanto Fund. We received one from Boeing, and the award that the team won at the Peoria Regional, Central Illinois Regional, 
what's called the Engineering Inspiration Award, and that provides $5,000 to go to the champ World Championship, and that's paid for by NASA. Okay, let's go back to materials. You mentioned that you start with the logo kits, and then you obviously advance to what metals are desirable. Where do you get your materials? The next level up from First Lego League is something called First Tech Challenge, and there you buy kits of parts from Vex, and there's another company called Tetrix, which is sold by the same educational organization as the Lego products. And those are, those are basically industrial type erector sets, if any of the listeners remember what erector sets are. And so th those are, and they use bigger motors, they're, they're bigger robots. And at the high school level, we just buy raw material stock from McMaster car or just various places to buy metal and we do all the machining in-house. Do the kids learn how to weld? And I mean, what kind of skills do you need to come to in order to do this? The main one is CAD, computer-aided design. They're, they're designing the robot. Then we do fabrication. We have a bandsaw, we have cutoff saws, and we have a what's called a CNC router, which will take a, a design and cut the parts out. They're computer savvy, yes. Let's talk about the Woody Flowers Award. For those of us who aren't familiar with Woody Flowers, who is this award named after? Professor Woody Flowers is a professor at MIT, and he, along with a person named Dean Kamen, who's the inventor of the Segway, formed the first robotics competition. And this was actually based on a class that Woody taught at MIT, where he would just dump a pile of parts on a table and say, build something with that. And so that's how the whole concept started. And he's He's really big on something called gracious professionalism, where you can compete like crazy at a competition, but you don't do things that will put your competitors down. So if, if their robot breaks in an event, you will do whatever you can to try to help them fix it so they can then compete. So it teaches teamwork and teaches you how to graciously lose and win. When you're at a competition, is it chaotic? Is it competitive? Are there tears when teams lose? I mean, are, is it emotionally charged? It is emotionally charged. It's the, the big first robotics competitions are, are called Sport for the Mind, and they are designed to be just like sporting events. So the, the different teams will have cheers. It's pretty intense as the robots are crashing around, and if something really good happens, no matter whose team, whose team is doing well, everybody will cheer when something just really awesome happens on the field. As a leader, it is one of your roles is to teach them how to be gracious winners and losers. And one of the reasons that Bryn Gerwin nominated you for the Woody Flowers Award is because she said you were always encouraging and made the team feel like they could do anything and it was okay if they lost. Tell me a little bit about what this award and winning this award means to you and being nominated by your team. First off, it's, it's really special in that the team is the one that makes the decision and the team does the research and the, the team members are the ones who write the essay. Adults can proofread it, but it's all based on the team. So when you have, when you have high school students who are taking time out of their own time to do something to help somebody else, that's, that's pretty amazing. And so what, what I try to teach them is, is that there's more to just building the robot. There's other aspects of being part of the organization that are important helping out at other events, helping other teams, being gracious in both winning and losing, and just getting ideas from different teams, just trying to expand your horizons. Did you get to read the essay before it was submitted or did you read it afterwards? 
No, I was not even aware that they had nominated me because it's supposed to be secret. And when I told the, the head coach that I would not be at the regional because it was during spring break, he kind of mentioned that I should be there on Friday. And I put two and two together and realized, okay, they've, they've nominated me for this. That's a, a huge honor for teenagers who are very picky about what adults that they revere. Right. It, it, it was a huge honor. I've, I've actually never won anything like that before, so... Because be, being an engineer, we don't get awards. So let's back up and talk about your history a little bit. You are by trade a mechanical engineer, so this seems to be a logical leap to do this, but you didn't do anything like this as a child, or were you always assembling things? I was always assembling things. I had a go-kart, I had a motorcycle, I was always working on my car because, you know, we didn't have robotics teams 30 years ago, 35 years ago. So yes, if, if this had been available back then, I would have been all over it. You've been doing this, you said, uh, more than a decade now. Are you able to track some of the kids that have gone through robotics and have they gone on to STEM education? I think there's maybe 95% of the kids that have gone through Control Z who end up in STEM careers, engineers. And yes, I have tracked kids from when my daughter was in fourth grade and they're now graduating and getting jobs in as engineers. In some of the dealings I've had with college students who are helping run events, they were freshmen and sophomores in college when I met them, and now they're engineers at Google, Caterpillar, so it's really cool. Now, when you watch these high school students work with the younger kids, third to fifth grade and some of the summer camps, do you feel that the teenagers just get it, that robotics has helped kind of train them to be the future leaders and train the next phase of robotic champions? Yes, I truly believe that because many of them had their start being mentored by adults or, or teens, and now it's, they see it's their opportunity to help the next generation. And I should add that, that that's the, the main motivation, but the other motivation, of course, is that helped, it helps spread more robotics teams, which is one of the goals of the first organization. Control-Z, you mentioned how many kids are part of this? So there are 40 kids on Control-Z, and there's probably another 10 to 15 just in the Champaign-Urbana area that are doing robotics in something called the First Tech Challenge. And then there's another 30 or so up in Paxton. And so we're, we're trying to, to spread robotics throughout the East Central Illinois area. Is it still under the 4-H umbrella or is it a little more independent now? It's completely independent of 4-H. So 4-H is, is really the organization that, that starts clubs. We are a 4-H robotics club, but we compete in first robotics competitions. The first robotics organization organizes competitions, and then there's independent teams, there's school-based teams, there's 4-H teams, there's some from Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, and the rest. Is there anything that would keep a child from being part of a team and joining Control-Z? Do you have to apply? Do you have to have a minimum grade? How do you get into it? Send us an email and we'll invite you. And if, if it looks like it'll be a good fit for you, you have to become a 4-H member, then just join the team. How about your own kids? Were you able to get your own kids involved in this? My son, Jared, was involved his junior and senior year. My daughter stopped at, at the first Lego League level, although what started out being Control-Z was her first Lego League team from her middle school days. My daughter, Alana, has judged and refereed at first Lego League events. What's up next for the next year's team? I know some of your seniors are graduating, so you have a new group coming in? Luckily, this year we only have three graduating seniors, so we've spent the last year training the, the younger ones who will be the, the leaders for next year. 
And so next year, we're just hoping to win awards and go to world championship again. And now that you've won Woody Flowers, you can't win it again, can you? It's a one-time thing. So I won what's called the Woody Flowers Finalist Award at a regional event, which now puts my hat in the ring to win the one only Woody Flowers Award in the country. When do you find out? That would be in uh, three weeks at the world championship in April. It's a massive process, especially when we started planning this three weeks ago. Uh, There's 24 team members, six college student mentors, another half dozen adults, lots of hotel rooms, lots of big vans. We'll be cooking dinners in the hotel at night to save money. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask. Bob Smith, congratulations on your finalist award, and I have really good feelings. I think you're going to win the next one, too. Thanks.